The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Are you feeling good? Why wouldn't I be? It's another segment of How Does That Make You Feel with Dr. Gantz Ferentz. I'm always excited. You know the one guest that my wife, I will say who's on a show, and she'll go, oh, that's today, mm-hmm. is is you. Oh, really? She oh, loves nice. listening. Thank I'm you. Sure she's listening right now. Right on. Yeah, well, she's go. probably wondering what you're going to say. <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, that might be it. Like, what's going to say now? Yeah. Hey, February is uh, Black uh, History Month. Yes, it is. Is it appropriate to uh, wish your uh, black friends uh, Happy Black History Month? I I don't know. I guess so. I happy Black History Month. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I never thought of that, but why not? Well, there's a, it's the one card Hallmark doesn't have, weirdly enough. <laughs> well, I think it's go to the right place. Oh, you yeah, might, yeah, never you know. might be able to find it. Uh, Gans, you want to talk? We're, we're through January. I mean, today I is January 31st. There's a lot of talk today about mental health. Yep. Um, on social media, for mm-hmm. sure there is, and you know, in that big campaign. As we move into February, we're looking at different ways of feeling healthier. Mm-hmm. Feeling better looking. (laughs) (laughs) And smarter. And feeling smarter. That's right. right. So we're going to kind of start with that. So you said you wanted to use Black History Month to practice all of this. And Psychology Month, because it's also Psychology Psychology Month Month in February as well. So, you know, there's an intersection for me, clearly, right? So, yeah. Well, you know, listen. With, with the talking about mental health, because that, you know, I, I was mm-hmm. listening to your last guest, uh, you know, the fire chief, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, talking about all the stuff that they've been doing to really prepare their people and help them recover from what they may see and help them cope and stuff like that. It's it, it's great that we're having this conversation because the more we talk about it and the more we normalize mental health, like it, either like the illness mm-hmm. part of it and what I like, the prevention and the enhancement part of it, uh, the more it is just a normal thing, right? We go to the gym to help us feel good and feel healthy. We go to the dentist to keep our teeth in our mouths, right? And, you know, sometimes we uh, we do cosmetics uh, dentistry to help them be even better. And so w- I'd love it if we had the same idea around mental health, or as we in the psychology field call it psychological well-being, because you really want to look at ways to improve everything, because, you know, it's like in sports, a good offense is the best defense. The better you're doing, the more you're growing, the more of a personal growth track you're on. On, the less likely you are to run into big problems down the road. You may still hit a bump in the road sometimes, but you're already hooked into the right network. You're already talking to the right people. You already have the tools, so it's a lot easier to handle than if you're just sort of blindsided mm-hmm. by it. So I have to ask the question that I know some of our listeners will ask. I, I don't even need to look over at the texting line. And possibly this is something I could ask each month when you're in. Sure. So... On a day like today where we're talking about mental health and we're trying to bring it out of the shadows and we're trying to, uh, I don't want to say normalize it, but just make it less awkward, Mm -hmm. we'll say, um, people will suggest, particularly people in my age category, well, we didn't have all this talk when I was 20 years old and we know if we weren't feeling good, we just struggled through it. And Mm -hmm. so are we weaker now or are we more educated now? 
well, maybe we're stronger because we're actually finally dealing with I it and agree. talking about it. Well, it takes more to me. It mm-hmm. takes more strength to deal with what is going on than to pretend everything is going well and just kind of power through, right? It, it, it's much harder to or it takes more strength, I should say, to to say, you know what, I got this issue that I need to deal with, or I'm not good at this, uh, can you help me over here, or with, with whatever, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, your golf swing or, you know, something, you know, in your relationship. Um, but to just sort of, like, pretend and cover it up and, you know, like, just pretend that everything's perfect, that doesn't take a lot of a lot of guts. It doesn't take a lot of skill. And it really, unfortunately, is a sign of uh, a little bit of insecurity. Do you know what I mean? And what's scary about this is, you know, women use mental health services and counselors way more than us guys do, okay? And we are the ones that are, have this idea that we got to be tough, we got to carry it on our shoulders. One of the things that I, I run into all the time when I'm working with my couples is that the guy will be suffering and having a hard time, and he thinks he's protecting his wife and family by not sharing this. But the wife and family know that something's up. It just it's driving them nuts mm-hmm. because they don't know what it is. They can't put their finger on it. They, there's no um, language for it. They haven't discussed it. So it's actually more stressful for them than if he just came out and said, hey, listen, I'm having a hard time with this, and we should talk about it, right? So it is really important thing that, especially for us guys, that we understand this is a healthy, smart, very strong move to look after yourself because then you're better for everybody else. And this whole discussion today is Mm -hmm. about, you know, taking that and going even further, you know, doing it proactively. Yeah, yeah. And and there's so many different... I don't know what the right word is. There's just so many... There's, You know, you can have blue days. Uh Uh-huh. You can have anxiety attacks. Mm-hmm. You can suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, the, you know, bipolar, schizophrenia. There's so it's many things spectrum, that follow yeah, underneath, you know, under that umbrella. Um, and and you can't self-diagnose yourself, right? right? You, you need to figure out what it is. Andrew and I have both been, you know, open and up, up front that we both have suffered from anxiety and mm-hmm. anxiety attacks mm-hmm. in, in, in mm-hmm. the past. Certainly, I've seen it in my family, and, and mm-hmm. I think most families have something. something yeah. You're just afraid to talk about it well yeah and and what's what's really bad is that uh, isolation uh, is is one of the symptoms of when things are going bad but it's also one of the contributing factors for when things are going bad the more isolated we feel unless we talk about stuff the more difficult it is to deal with and the more we feel it's just us and we sort of get deeper in the hole right so yeah I mean listen uh, I've dealt with like I, I was <laughs> telling people today I had like just a crippling social anxiety when I was younger especially in high school I, I was uh, I went to um, I wanted to get over it and I wanted to like you know be able to talk to people and especially you know do this sort of thing so I signed up for this uh, speech class and so it was grade 11 and um, the, there I think there were six people in the class when my first speech came I had to quit because I was like throwing up I had mm-hmm. diarrhea I just couldn't function right I had to quit because I couldn't stand up in front of six people and have the talk right fortunately I was able to connect with a counselor at the school and start to work on things and you know I and I've been seeing a psychologist now for about 26 years, and it's, it's helping. I'm going to talk to him at the end of the week this week, you know, because we need, we, well, we don't need to. It's just good to be our best, mm-hmm. and we deserve to be our best. I mean, you know, we can suffer, but we don't need to. You know, I, I've been trying to think of a way to ask this question since this morning in anticipation mm-hmm. of you coming in. <laughs> and I thought if it doesn't come up, it doesn't come up, but it's come up. Okay, so I suffer from 
anxiety and panic attacks. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I feel as though I have it under control, mm -hmm. but it surfaces from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I watched Twitter today, and I watched people saying what mental health issues they suffer from, mm -hmm. or and I kept going to type something that I didn't type in, and it's not that I'm embarrassed. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'm not. I just told a whole bunch of people <laughs> for about the 10th time, mm -hmm. right? I don't see how it helps. I don't, I don't to, see to how... To tell people? For me to go on mm -hmm. Twitter and say, I suffer from anxiety, mm -hmm. debil debilitating anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, how does that help anyone? That's a, that's a great question. Well, for you in particular, it would help a lot of people because you're a public figure. And knowing that you, who like, okay, so you are somebody who's in the public eye, you're on radio, you've been on TV, you run your own company, you're, you're, you're high functioning, you're quite successful. And to know that you have, deal, have, have dealt with this and continue to deal with this, what it does is it gives people hope. It gives people understanding that, you know what, this doesn't have to define me, it doesn't have to limit me, I can live with it, I can manage it, but I can also get help and move, move past it. Okay, so it does it does help to share because there is so much of uh, this idea that is just the person who's going through it is just me, and if anybody finds out, you know they're going to shun me. And clearly, you're not shunned. Oh, I'm not worried about right. being shunned. What I'm <laughs> actually not. no, but. what I'm actually trying to avoid though mm -hmm. is I don't want a whole bunch of people telling me it's going to be okay. Right. I know it's going to be okay. Right. Right. I, I agree. I agree. It's like no, it's al it's already okay because exactly. I'm living with it all the time. It's it's fine. In fact, right. I'm using. Yeah. Uh, tips and tricks that you gave Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and I think if you do, uh, you know, add to the discussion and, and, and share that, it's like, you know, this is what it is. And you know, this is my life and this, it's good. Yep. And so, yeah, um, it doesn't have to limit or define you. For some people it can, but you know, there's a way beyond. And I think that's the important message. For hmm. those, and we're going to get into the the four ways February can make you healthier, smarter, and better. Yeah, <laughs> better we'll get looking. there. We're going to get there. But as we talk about uh, about mental health uh, today, so there's you know there's those folks out there who mm -hmm. you know have um, have dealt with depression, anxiety, all of these different things who've gone on, and they have learned how to balance it. And some days it mm -hmm. it knocks you to your knees. Oh, and other yeah. days you just you power through, and other days you don't even think about mm -hmm. it. But for those who have um, that hanging over their head all the time mm -hmm. that feel that they can't escape from that weight. Uh, I can't imagine oh, yeah. you know, what what that's like. What do you say what do you say to them and what do you say to the people around them who are trying to help them and 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 deal with them every day? Right. Because that can be just so incredibly challenging. Oh yeah, it's it's very difficult. Well, it's it's, it's extremely difficult to be the depressed mm -hmm. person. It's also very difficult to live with a depressed person, right? Um, especially if you haven't dealt with it yourself or don't you're not trained in it because you don't know. And it's it's really hard to understand the experience if you haven't gone through it or you're not trained. Um, so to the people around and, and to the person who's who's dealing with that heavy burden of depression right now, it, understand that it is an illness and it's not a choice and it's not um, it's not about strength or intelligence or any of that stuff. It really is, you know, something is wrong and you need some help. Mm -hmm. So for the people around, have patience. But as you were saying, Andrew, you know, also have hope have some have some positivity to it it's not about oh no oh i'm so sorry you know it's not about it's going to be okay it's like you know what we love you we're here we know you're going through something right now what can we do to help if you can't figure it out let's try some different things right but they can go in it with some strength some 
confidence and also some hope that things are going to get better because you know I for me, I don't like all that kind of sympathy mm. <laughs> around me too much. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like it, it kind of drives it deeper, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And yeah, yeah. And so it's like, listen, this is something I'm going through. It's okay. We'll get through it. Let's play cards now or whatever right. it is, right? And and if they can, get that person some help, right? Get them to talk to a psychologist, take them to the doctor, call 211, you know, to see uh, somebody at the primary care network. Whatever you can to help them get some help would uh, would help. But I think the attitude is really important. We can go at it with confidence, with strength, understanding them, accepting them, but not not seeing them as broken. Let's take a quick break here at 318. It is How Does That Make You Feel with Dr. Gans. Joining us in studio, we'll continue the conversation. Four ways February can make you healthier, smarter, and better looking. Right after. How Does That Make You Feel with Dr. Gans. Ferentz in studio this afternoon. So... As we moved, uh, well, actually, how about this question mm-hmm. before we move on? Uh, someone at Red Deer, what's the difference between having a bad day and, and having an issue you need help with? Good question. When, Good when question. is it that you need to do so, something? So the deal is this. I mean, so there's there's two two levels to look at. One is the clinical level. So the clinical diagnosis, There's we got a book. It's called the DSM. Um, and, and we can, you know, look in there. And depending on what we're looking at, let's say depression, for example, there might be six things we look at. And you need to get four out of the six in order to qualify for the actual diagnosis mm-hmm. according to that book so there's that level um, but for me I like a more organic I guess definition okay if you find that this is bothering you on a regular basis if you find that you're not performing either in like your job or your life the way you want to if you're unhappy or it's getting in your way then get some help right um, you you don't you do not have to and I've said it before you don't have to be bleeding from your eyes mm-hmm. to go get help okay you don't have to wait that long mm-hmm. it's actually better if you go early the earlier you go the the more quickly you can fix whatever is going wrong and the less you have to suffer also it's cheaper right so it's like you, yeah. you don't have to spend as much time or money and kind of figuring out mm-hmm. what's going on right so and and I I like going even further it's like be preventive. Uh, uh, what I do is I make sure my kids are connected with people that they can talk to. I've connected. My wife is connected because you know what? When things are going well, we just check in, make sure everything's good. Anything you want to add or teach us or whatever to help us go forward, that's great. But we're already hooked in so that if there is an issue, we're already in the groove. We already know the person. We don't have to build a relationship and it's easy to, to fix, mm-hmm. right? But I am also a big proponent of personal growth. Always be looking at ways that I can do things better. How can I improve my relationship? How can I be more effective at work? How can I be a better friend? Whatever that is. Because then if you're on that track, the stuff that is not going well is going to show up a lot more quickly. And then you're going to say, okay, this is, eh, it may not be a problem yet, but it's showing up a few times. I got to keep an eye on this. Or maybe I'll talk to my guy or my, my girl the next time I'm in just to see, you know, if there's anything we can do with this before it becomes a problem. So you really want to, it's, it's really, it's really geared on your own life and your own sense of satisfaction and and where you are. You you know, you mentioned, uh, the clinical definition, the four out of six, Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned getting help early. What if it's not you that needs the help? What Mm -hmm. if it's somebody in your life 
how how does a layman, somebody who's not been trained, mm -hmm. identify the fact that, you know what, I think this person in my life needs help? They're not asking for it, but I think right. they need help. Right. Well, and again, like if you're in this area, a good thing to, a good resource is 211. Call them, talk to somebody on the helpline, and they can help you to kind of figure some of that stuff out. Because we can say it here, but you're probably not going to remember it, right? Um, but, you know, then also you can just see if the person seems like they're struggling on a consistent basis. What are you looking for, though? Behavior that's abnormal or not usual for them? Well, that's one of the things. Abnormal behavior, or if the person is just generally sad or having a difficult time, or somebody that's that's usually really, really high-strung, and, and it's causing them a problem. It's causing them a problem at work, and their social life, you know, with their, their kids, or, you know, they're not uh, enjoying their life to the level that they would like to be. So it could take many forms. It could Absolutely. be suddenly you're arguing with everybody, or they're arguing with everybody yeah, they never yeah, did yeah. before. Irritability is a big sign, right? Reckless Sleeping behavior. too much, reckless behavior, increase in substance use, um, um, you know, volatility. The big one that people always look at, oh, they're crying all the time or they're angry all the time, right? So emotional volatility, that sort of thing, right? See, I've seen the list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know why you say you won't remember it. Right. On that list is things like uh, excessively speeding mm -hmm. in your car. For yeah, example. reckless behavior. Yeah. Right, right, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Where you wouldn't have thought that to be a sign. Right. Um, but you put them all together. Yeah. And it's, the, say, it's, it's the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah, it's the bigger picture. Yeah. We need to take a break here, but a number of people texting in and said, okay, you know, we've been dealing with stuff for a long time. Mm -hmm. What about for folks that don't have a lot of money? Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. So uh, a couple things. Um, again, 211 is a good resource. That's a good place to start. Go they to your GP. Go to your GP, uh, primary care networks. If you're in the Edmonton area, they have uh, services that are covered under Alberta Healthcare. Um, there are some psychologists um, and other mental health therapists. They'll work on what's called a sliding scale based on your income. Mm -hmm. um, Catholic Social Services has free services. There are a lot of other agencies that have services for low or reduced cost as well as free, uh, free services or covered by Alberta Healthcare. Um, the Psychologist Association of Alberta also has a fund that they can kind of sponsor somebody with, uh, you know, like a scholarship for therapy and stuff like that that they Would can check in. one again, but 211, good place to start it's with all good, of that? good clearing, clearinghouse for good information. They know a lot of stuff over there. All right. The 3.30 news is coming right up. We'll continue with Dr. Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Another edition of How Does That Make You Feel with Dr. Gantz Ferentz in studio with us. Always a pleasure. Lots of uh, texting coming in. The topic, of course, as it often is, uh, around mental health. Uh, this is uh, an interesting text. I am a high school teacher and have noticed a significant increase in the number of students citing, uh, citing mental health issues, especially anxiety. I'm wondering, how can I separate those who truly need help and those who are doing it for the attention or to get out of a class assignment? or exam? That's a tough question. <laughs> because, you know, I, I, I guess my advice would be, you know, you got to err on the side of caution with that because the consequences of not recognizing are, are, are pretty big at that age because um, with the adolescents, they they have their, well, their brain's still 
coming online, right? They're, st- they're still developing, and so they don't always have the um, the self-control and especially the impulse control that we do later in life. And so so they're at a higher risk for a lot of bad stuff happening. So I think it's better to err on the side of caution. So there's no litmus test for it? Not then. really. It's really hard to say, right? I mean, because you can't really sit down and interview them, and you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. better, like, okay, well, you know what? We're going to do this. I mean, I think the, the best thing to do is educate people and say, listen, you know, let's we'll do this but let's let's see if there are some things we can also do to help you as well right so if if you're having a difficult time maybe you should talk to this person or talk to the counselor or whatever because that is important because you know what there are legitimate reasons why there's more anxiety is particularly with the young people right now um, so you've seen that number dramatically oh, yeah, increase. Yeah, yeah. for sure for sure and all the studies say the same thing too right um we are there's more pressure on kids now than when we were young to like the the amount of information coming at them at school has increased there's more more higher level stuff like i was trying to do math with my daughter the other day it's like, it's yeah. like really this is this is really advanced stuff what, what grade so, grade 12 ah uh, good so, luck <laughs> you know, so you know there's there is legitimately more more pressures on them um i think because of um you know uh, economic pressures, they're more concerned about getting a job, and then more information is coming at them. You know, things like social media, all the um, devices, electronics, all these different things. And the studies have shown the more screen time you have, the more anxious you get, right? And it's worse, it's amplified for kids, right? So more screen time, more anxious, more irritable, um, less happy, more depressed, you know, all that stuff goes along with it. So The bullying stories oh, yeah. that I have heard about what's going Going on on social media is jaw-dropping well so the other stat is the incidence of bullying goes way up and that that makes sense because they're on social media but what they're really talking about is you become more of a bully the longer you stare at your screen so the longer you're on you become the perpetrator as well as being more, mm-hmm. more at risk yourself, right? So the the big <laughs> the big message: limit the screen time, and that's something that re- we as parents have to take control of to help our kids get through that. Or, t- or you know, this uh, texture of the teacher, if she can do something to educate her class, right? And to, you will definitely take it away when they're in class. Yeah, that was an that assumption was, that it's a she or, or he. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Do you know? I've never said these words to you before, mm-hmm. Doctor Getz, and probably never will again. Uh, you may not be qualified to answer this next question. Okay. But a number of texters uh, have asked the same question in a different way. And their concern is basically this, that they feel they perhaps could use someone's help, Uh um, that they do see issues in their life. But their fear is that the uh, ramifications of seeking help may be the loss of social assistance or the loss of children, or Uh they're worried that basically their worlds could fall apart if Uh it was known that they have serious mental health issues well yeah so i may not be qualified to answer that um because you know depending on the person's individual situation there may be legal ramifications for some of those things i would say that you know um I hate to be putting everything on the folks at 211, but this might be something you point at that because they are they are they are a good clearinghouse for information. And, and that can, is a confidential service. Right, it's confidential service. And they will be able to send them to the right person to ask these questions. Or if they are involved in social services or whatever, if they can ask, they just kind of call up the helpline, ask anonymously, right? And they can get a, a sense of what the ramifications may be. But realistically... Um, it, it doesn't. 
it's a healthy thing to do for you and your family to get help if you're having an issue. I understand that there may be other consequences if it's known, let's say there's a substance use problem or, you know, some sort of organic mental health issue or whatever. But you really do also have to think, and this is a hard thing to say and a hard thing to hear probably, but you also do have to think that this is about my kids. And if it's about my kids, what is going to be best for my kids? Is it going to be best for my kids to be out of their life for a little while while I get myself together and then come back stronger? That might be the better course of action. So that's, that's what I would say on, on that question. Nice. Uh, we should probably turn to the more positive aspects of what this conversation <laughs> is going to, to be about. We need to take a break again, and then we'll get through it in our last 15 minutes, because once again, time has just flown by. So again, when we come back, the four Maybe. ways February can make you healthier, smarter, and get this, better looking, right after this. Okay, here we go. Dr. Gans. <laughs> no matter what, we're getting through this. Okay. That's right. Even if it kills us. <laughs> Let's make February better. <laughs> Number one, stretch your brain. What do you mean by stretching our brain? Well, listen. So we, we talked about, you know, it being Black Health, uh, Black, Black Health Month, <laughs> Month Black History Month. Uh-huh. And um, so, you know, when you look outside of your own culture, actually, if you look outside of your own family, your own group, your own mindset, right? Um, but a culture is a good thing to do because it's big and obvious. When you look outside your own culture, you stretch your brain because there's stuff that happens in other cultures, other groups, other families that doesn't happen in Mm -hmm. yours. And it's good to kind of figure out, well, what's that about? How come that works for you guys? Why is that a thing, right? And when you're exposed to new ways of looking at the world, your brain literally grows, okay? Mm -hmm. So when your brain is growing, you f- it, f- it is forced to create more serotonin and that makes you healthier that makes you happier, happier. and yeah. actually because you're happier your face relaxes and you are better looking that's right hmm. so so you know I like by, to call them laugh lines there you go <laughs> <laughs> on my forehead <laughs> so so yeah so by opening yourself up to new experiences and, and you know when when we have these these cultural things that happen and there's, there's tons of different ones throughout the year. Um, this is the one that's coming up next month, right? Go and check out some of the activities. Uh, try some new foods. Ask some questions. Mm-hmm. You know, check out some music. Do different things like that. New experiences are one of the best ways to overcome yeah. depression, anxiety, but also p- to protect you from pr- mm-hmm. depression and anxiety. I think Chinese New Year is coming. Yep, Chinese Tuesday. New Year. The dog. That's you can right. learn more about that. Exactly. What it means. It's well, just... you know, and the other thing is, well, like. In, in industry, like especially in business, they say, you know, uh, a pebble in one industry is like a bomb in another industry, right? And, and you take you take something from that industry that's commonplace, you put it over here, it's a revolutionary thing. The same thing happens. And if you look through history, th- like the Renaissance, for example, in Europe, happened when there was this invasion from the Moors and all this stuff was happening and there was travel and all, you know, there's a lot of intersection of different cultures and ideas grew, creativity grew, and everything kind of exploded in that way. And so this, we can do this on a 
uh, more proactive basis mm -hmm. just by getting out and checking something new out that we've never checked out before. Love and I, I guess that relates, uh, crosses over with your second point, walk in someone else's shoes. Yes, absolutely. Well, listen, it's, it's about empathy, right? When you learn about somebody else, you learn about the experience that somebody else has had or another group has had, you understand them better. And, and by understanding them better, you are practicing empathy. And empathy is one of those things that actually not only does it make you um, easier to be around, right, so your relationship's going to improve, but you actually start to become more human yourself. You get, you get uh, a benefit from it as well as being able to identify or at least understand how someone else mm -hmm. feels. And that opens up your world as well. So you get the benefit of having this broader experience because you're allowing yourself to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Hmm. I love this new one, and it was a commitment that my husband and I made to each other last year about mm -hmm. making new friends. It's very easy to um, you find yourself in that, that comfort oh, yeah, yeah. zone all the time, yeah. but hey, be willing to ask people out. We call it on a date to get oh, yeah, to know yeah. them people who are new or whatever, or go socialize with new and different people. Mm -hmm. It uh, you know, doesn't mean you have to be friends forever. It doesn't mean you have to go hang out with them again. That's right. But it's an opportunity to see the possibility. Broadens your world, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So you want to you want to get out, and I I really encourage people to learn. Yeah, it, it's almost like going with the obvious negative choice, right? It's like go to somebody, go see if you can get to know somebody that's got different views than you, right? <laughs> or comes from a very different part of the world or eats different, like, you know, if you're a hardcore eat meat eaters, check out a vegan, right? Mm -hmm. Like, talk to each other, right? We, we need to talk to people with different ideas, different experiences, because that germinates things for us, but also creates understanding and we can make place, we can make our society a more open, inclusive, um, friendlier peace more peaceful place if we just understand each other because it's hard to be afraid of or angry at somebody that you understand mm -hmm. right it's like you can kind of give them the benefit of the doubt say okay well i kind of understand where they're coming from and i may not agree with what they're saying or how they see it but i understand it's meaningful for them and i don't have their experience you know what i mean and it just makes everything more tolerant for everybody plus when you make new friends they haven't heard your stories yet that's right, that's true, right? <laughs> it's a whole new audience <laughs> to recycle right it's very exactly. efficient you don't have to say i think i might have told you this before <laughs> oh my goodness uh number four was uh Beating the group think and seeing uh, the world in a different way. This is a big one. Yeah, this is this is related to that last one too, right? Because yeah, it's very easy for us to like, as you were saying, Jillian, just hang out with people that you know you're comfortable with and just kind of reflect mm -hmm. back your views. And so it's really an emotional and intellectual ghetto that we've we've created for ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And so yeah, you just get your same stuff reflected back to you all the time, and then you just get ground in to saying, well, no, this is this is how it is. This is the only way it is, or this is the best way it is. And again, you're limiting yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, as humans, we are meant to continue to expand and continue to grow until we die, okay? Um, unfortunately, most of us, especially us in the West, we do the opposite. We stay with what's comfortable. We don't try new things. We don't you know, expose ourselves to new ideas or new activities or new people. And then our world gets smaller and smaller and smaller as we older, age. Yeah. And, and this is one of the reasons that you know, um, depression, anxiety, and all these other mental health issues are such a big uh, risk factor for, for the elderly is because thing, we've practiced just staying within our comfort zone. And our comfort zone is going to shrink because you know, our bodies change and people who we used to hang 
coming out with move away or pass away and you know what I mean so if we if we actually have the the opposite uh, uh, expectation and uh, opposite view we start to learn to experience new things so expose yourself to people who have new ideas new cultures new foods new musics new traditions mm-hmm. and just and, and find out about them you know we've talked could about, be fun about we've that. talked about this before but I think it's worth mentioning again that it's a funny thing that if years ago uh, someone had proposed something called the internet and that we mm-hmm. would all be connected throughout the world <laughs> and you would think that well that's certainly going to lead to more of what you're discussing sharing of ideas sharing of culture a sharing of different uh, political views right but the opposite has become true and there's an isolation that takes place because you tend to follow people who uh, are like-minded and you tend to mm. go to just the sites that please you so there's there are a couple issues with that right I mean so I think that if it was just left up to like straight up human behavior I think that would have happened but there's something else going on and this is you know there's a lot of research coming out now on the algorithms that are used and especially in social media because it's a um, it's a financial thing they want to sell you stuff mm-hmm. and so they look at who you are looking at what you're looking at and they give you more of that thing mm. to create uh, a place where you go and they build the platforms, the devices, the software, they build everything to literally be addictive. And so it, it traps you because now you have a, a captive audience that I can sell stuff through to over and over and over. So that's one of the big reasons why we have this huge separation and this, this, this you know, everybody going into different camps or tribes uh, that we have right now, uh, particularly with, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about the, in the States, the Russian interference in the, mm-hmm. in the election and stuff. But, you know, a lot of people who actually worked for some of these platforms said, yeah, they were doing stuff, but they were using it exactly how it was built, right? So mm. it's not like they were hacking it. Right. They were using it the way it was built to be used. They just used it for nefarious reasons. So they right? were, they, they knew how to target the market. Oh, absolutely. Right. right. And yep. they, what they would do is they would, they would put out inflammatory statements or, or articles to both sides or to all sides and drive people further and further apart. So, yes, you're right, Andrew. It's like... The internet, the the ability to share information should expand things. And, and, you know, if you look at it historically with the printing press and, you know, more travel, and that's exactly what did happen. Yes. Right? So, so historically, we do share ideas. We do become more tolerant. We do become more open and more inclusive. But this, this, this is a different, different mm-hmm. thing that's happening right now. And it really is because of the underlying um, programming of a lot, especially social media. It, it can be, it's extremely toxic when you really dig into it. Why the hell are any of us on that stuff anymore, eh? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Really? Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, I just anxiety. want to sell tickets to shows. That's yeah. why I'm on it. <laughs> well, but, you know, that's the hook, right? It's like, hey, everybody's on here. Well, right. everybody's on here. I got to get on there, right? <laughs> exactly. So it's like, you know, yeah. So <laughs> Before we let you go, this mm-hmm. question came in. It says, I'd like to ask Dr. Gans how to deal with people that use words or make jokes related to mental health. Mm-hmm. I suffer from several issues, although I am high-functioning. And I'm always looking for a sensitive way to respond. That's a great question. That is a good question. Yeah. And, you know, I I think we we don't want to be like, um, you know, those annoying people who just crusade and are pissed off at mm-hmm. everything all the time, right? But I do think it is important to educate people. And, you know, you can, if you can gently say to the person, you know what? 
I, I get what you're trying to say, but you know, maybe you didn't know this, but there are people who are, this mm-hmm. could be really hurt their feelings or if, if, if they hurt it this way, oh, you're being too sensitive. Well, no, you really haven't experienced this. And until you experience this, you, you would not really understand what the impact of this would be. Right. And so gently, the courage to do oh, that, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know what I mean? Well, and it's, it's. It, it is, and you have to pick your battles, mm-hmm. right? You can't you you can't walk around with a chip on your shoulder all the time because you'll just be exhausted. Mm-hmm. But when you can, and if the person seems like they are reasonable and you know well-meaning, but maybe just ill-informed, then you mm-hmm. can maybe just take them aside and say, "Hey, you know what? The other day when you said this, this is this is kind of how it hit me, right?" And just so you know, I don't want you to you know look bad in the future or you know just you may not be trying to hurt but this is what this is what the effect is right so do you know how many uh people over the years mm-hmm. have come up to comedians mm-hmm. to tell them a joke <laughs> because they'd like to make the comedian laugh right and it is the most sexist right. racist you know and at first you put up with it like right because for the reasons jay said you're not sure how to even right. socially handle it but at some point you just you go i'm just going to stop you there right I, I feel like this is a really racist joke, and you're not going to get the reaction you were hoping for. Right. There you go. And, and you know, it's just like, okay, but yeah. it's not a, this is why you need to change your life thing. It's right, just, right, right. Yeah, Today, yeah. I need yeah. you to stop that. And maybe think about it the next time, right? Well, well, this is it. When you call people on stuff, they actually have to think about what that is and start to do things differently, right? Because, yeah, I've been told lots of racist jokes in my day. How bad? <laughs> so it's, like, it's like, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's all well-meaning, even though well they might meaning. not. Well-meaning. Well, they may not. They may <laughs> Not it understand. Is, it they, is well meaning. They, they, they are trying to. They are try, like they. They will tell me racist black jokes, right? right? So right. it's like it's like it's not trying to be racist, but they don't know. Ah, I see. Right. I see. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole other hour, right <laughs> oh, there. Oh my goodness, Doctor Gans Ferentz joining us in studio. You can find him at drgans.com. So full doctor, D O C T O R G A N Z dot com. Thank you. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.